The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I think Jesus wants to address this question to all of us this morning. What do you want me to do for you? I don't know if you often approach prayer that way, realizing that Jesus is there asking you this question. What do you want me to do for you? I think we often come with our list of intentions, but we don't often realize that Jesus is already there paying attention to us, paying attention to you, asking you, what do you want me to do for you? And then Bartimaeus, the blind man, doesn't hesitate. He knows exactly what he wants Jesus to do for him. I want to see. I want to see. And I think that's a great petition that we could all adopt ourselves, that we could make our own today. Jesus, I want to see. Now, I don't know if we have any blind people in the congregation. If we do, you know, let's pray for that miracle to see. But I think there are many things that God wants us to see. There are many things that perhaps you want to see and appreciate and understand that you still haven't quite yet been able to see or appreciate or understand. So I think we can apply that in all of those different areas this morning. I can remember maybe it's now about 13 years ago or so, in my first few years of priesthood, I was on my annual retreat every year. I make an annual eight-day silent retreat 
And this particular year, it was the last day of this eight-day silent retreat. And I go back to my room for the very last meditation on this last day. And we had a kneeler in our rooms, so I, I kneel down. We had a crucifix there on the wall. So I'm getting myself in a good space to engage in this last meditation. And so typically, I just make an act of faith, hope, and charity, love, at the beginning of a time of prayer like that. So I kneel down, take a deep breath, and I pray, Jesus, I believe in you. And then, out of nowhere, or so I thought, I hear very clearly, Jason, I believe in you. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> who said that? Well, of course, it was God who said that. But I certainly wasn't expecting God to say that back to me. But it was such a clear word. And I don't normally get really clear, loud words like that. Mine come more in an intuitive kind of way. But the Lord obviously wanted me to hear that that day. And it was shocking. It was welcomed. Maybe not fully understood or appreciated in the moment. But I've tried to go back to that word that the Lord spoke to me because I think he wanted me to see something. He wanted me to see something that I necessarily didn't know I needed to see. But I think he was preparing me because he knew that I would need that word in order to persevere in what was to come. So how good and gracious God was that he was giving me something ahead of time that he knew I would need to get through some tough times that were soon to come because in the next couple years, my religious order went through a great time of turmoil and upheaval and scandal. And so... I think there were many things that were then called into question. And the enemy, the devil, was really trying to get me to doubt my own self-worth and my own, not necessarily my vocation as a priest, but my ability to live that out the way that God was calling me to. And so I've gone back to that word a lot. And I've gone back to it again recently, and that's why I'm sharing it this morning. Because I think that's a grace that God wants us all to have. In a sense, to believe in yourself, to see yourself the way God sees you, is a great gift. It relates back to our identity in Christ as sons and daughters of the Father, brothers and sisters in Christ. God wants us all to see that and to appreciate it and to be secure in that. 
And it's a security that doesn't come from what we do. It's not based on performance like so much of our identity is today in our society, in our culture. So much of our identity tends to be wrapped up in what we do and our performance. But that's a very precarious place to be in, especially today, right? There are so many things right now in our society that are unpredictable, that are out of our control, and we can be left feeling very insecure, very anxious about who we are and about what's going on and what's going to happen. And so I think the Lord is inviting us today to see from his perspective like never before. Not just what's going on in the world, although I I think that's important. But before we even go there, I think it's really necessary that we pray for the grace to see ourselves the way God sees us. And to see each other as God sees us. When I was in Atlanta, helping out as an associate pastor at a parish that had been entrusted to my religious order by the Archbishop of Atlanta. I came up with this little prayer. Actually, I had come up with the prayer before I arrived to the parish, but then a friend of mine had the prayer printed out on cards, and I would pass out these cards all the time as people came to talk to me at the parish. Very simple prayer that I'll teach it to you right now. So Lord... Repeat after me. Lord, help me to see and love in myself. Lord, help me to see and love in myself what you see and love in me. What you see and love in me. So that has to do with identity. Seeing ourselves as God sees us. Loving ourselves as God loves us. Unconditionally. And there's where we will find our security. There's where we will find peace and rest. No matter what's going on around us. No matter how we might be performing. Or no matter what kind of results we might be getting at work or at school. Wherever it might be. No matter what's going on. We can rest assured that God sees us and he loves us just for who we are. So that's what it means in a sense when God says, I believe in you. I believe in your goodness, your innate goodness, because I created you. I know what you're made of. I know the good stuff that you're made of because I made it. I put it together. I shaped it. I formed it with great intention, with great purpose in mind and in my heart. I know what you're made of, and I know it's good. No matter what anybody else thinks or says, 
about you. I know you're good. I believe in you. And so we need to ask God for that grace to believe in ourselves. You might call it a healthy self-esteem. A healthy self-esteem. So it's not pride. It's not vanity. But it's a healthy self-esteem. Recognizing who we are in Christ because of what he has done for us. Not because of what we have done, but because of what he has done. What he has made us to be and how he has made us right with the Father. How he has justified us, made us right with God. How God has done that for us. So again, that takes the pressure off of you and off of me. There's no pressure then to perform. At least God doesn't put that pressure on you. We tend to put it on ourselves, right? And we tend to then project that onto the people around us. And isn't that where so many tensions start? So there is a kind of battle going on, you might say, in our mind. And that's why we have to pray for the renewal of our minds, as St. Paul would say. Put on the mind of Christ. What does Christ think about me? What does Christ think about my life? What does he think about my spouse, my kids, my family members, my mom, my dad, my friends? What does Christ think? So let's pray for that grace today. Lord, help me to put on your mind. Help me to think your thoughts. And who helps us with that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allows us to have the mind of Christ and to have the heart of Christ, to think the thoughts of Jesus and to have the heart of the Father. The Holy Spirit helps us to do that. So let's pray right now together. Come Holy Spirit. Help me to think the thoughts of Jesus and to have the heart of the Father towards myself and towards my neighbor. Amen.